Sluts and Scholars, a podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Sluts and Scholars is a podcast produced by Sluts and Scholars Media, LLC. It is a shame-free educational podcast made for your entertainment and informational desires only. The podcast, any opinions we share, and any resources, including social media and emails from us, are not therapy, medical care, or professional advice, and do not create a patient-client relationship. None of the information, opinions, suggestions, resources, or exercises mentioned in this podcast should be used without clearance from your healthcare provider. All opinions, information, and ideas expressed by the guests are solely their own. If you need emergency mental health or medical help, please call 911 or 988 or go to your nearest emergency center. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars, the podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I am welcoming Alexis Fox. Uh, She is a name familiar to fans of adult entertainment. Alexis launched her career in 2010 and quickly became one of the industry's top stars. She has gone on to film with virtually every major company in adult entertainment. Before she entered the world of adult entertainment, Alexis served in the Air Force. She also put herself through college and graduated from Tosin University and holds a degree in physiological psychology. After university, she worked as a paralegal and behavioral statistics for jury selection. Uh, But since then, getting into adult, she has been nominated for many awards for her acting and writing. And in 2020 and 2022, Alexis earned the AVN Awards MILF of the Year. Alexis is also uh, 2022's ex-biz MILF of the Year. Um, she produced the live variety program High as Fox show, uh, which has an ongoing had an ongoing residency at the El Cid in Los Angeles, but now it continues as a weekly podcast that she hosts with her best friend Joe. Additionally, <laughs> Alexis launched HAF Coffee, her own brand of coffee. Her HAF Coffee is being used to create beer in collaboration with Astronomy Ale Works Las Vegas. So basically, she is a Renaissance woman. Welcome, Alexis. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so I have to ask because my grandfather was actually in the Army Air Corps. I would love to hear a little bit about your time in the Air Force, how that happened, and and most notably just like what it's like as a femme in the Air Force. So the Air Force, uh, I had a great time in the Air Force. It actually gave me a lot of confidence. And I, I actually got a lot of skills and things that I apply to my everyday life today. Um I did the Air Force because I was growing up in a small town in Pennsylvania, and I just knew I needed to get out of that small town. Mm-hmm. I uh, came from a you know small middle class family at that time, and I was responsible for college, so it was like military was a thing because you know get the GI mm-hmm. Bill, help you with college, all that jazz. I bought into it, yeah, and I also knew that it would be. Um, a lot faster for me to get out of my small town and start experiencing life like outside of just, you know, the small town, the parents, you know, all the normal things. And I was just, you know, very adventurous. So I joined the Air Force and did the whole basic training and went through that, did uh, the tech school, um, won several awards while I was in the Air Force. It really just helped me, um, really, you know, find some confidence and uh, find some, you know, voice, understand, you know, the workings of, you know, building a team and being part of a team player, uh, showing up on time, a lot of work ethic, (laughs) a lot of stuff that actually, I believe, has carried me uh, throughout my life and even throughout this career itself. Uh, how to prioritize, you know, you know, prioritize your life for business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was great for me, and I had a great time. Uh, <laughs> had a lot of sex. All over I was going to say, how was the sex in the Air Force? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to make light of this part because I, I have, I've heard positive experiences from folks in military, but I've also heard, you know, difficult times for for women mm-hmm. especially. But it sounds like you had a positive experience, and yeah, tell us about the Air Force sex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I did have a positive experience. I mean, I'm not saying like I was like when I got into my actual job um, on base and was like, you know, part of the working unit, 
you know, I was, I believe the only female for a really, really long time. So, you know, I got a little bit of the shit like, Hey, do you need help with that box? But I was always like, I was a tomboy. So I was kind of like already like, I don't know. None of that shit really fades me. I was like, whatever, dude, like, fuck off. <laughs> like it just, yeah, you know, so I didn't really internalize that. I didn't, it didn't like knock me down at all. Like I didn't feel bad. I was just like, I just gave the shit right back to him. That's just kind of mm-hmm. how like I took it. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the sex goes, like being yeah. part of the dorm rooms, oh my God. Like I experienced my first, you know, um, two guys and one girl <laughs> experienced threesomes. They were like best friends. I ended up dating both of them in a weird way. I don't know. And we all worked together, which was strangely not even awkward. I feel well, like but also an- <laughs> another skill that probably has carried forward to adult because you fuck yes. the people you work with. Yes. It doesn't phase me. I'm like, yeah. hey, what's up? Yeah. So you, I Don't mean, it's also like the Air Force. It. I love this. The Air Force like prepared you to be an adult star, it really. really. Did. Thank you, Air Force. Yeah. Well, I'm I curious. salute you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you have won or you have been nominated for awards in like group sex and threesomes and foursomes, but you yeah. were having them outside of work too. So I'm curious yeah. if you have any tips for people of how to have great group experiences. You know, to have great group experiences, you know, first of all, find a comfortable group. Um, it doesn't always have to be friends. Yeah, don't pick friends, a shitty but... group. That's the yeah. <laughs> You know, bring do some research. You know, feel free to be like if you're you're curious about a group or a party. Um, I don't always recommend you know groups with friends all the time because sometimes friends and groups and sex can get a little weird. Um, you know, go to dinner with people. You know, like hey, test the waters. If you can't have a meal with someone, maybe you shouldn't be having sex with those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and test those and do your research and figure it out that way. And then when you feel comfortable with people or you sign up to do it, you know, understand, like, you know, understand your boundaries. Do not feel like you have to waver in those whatsoever. There's always talks, uh, make sure the testing is there. I always recommend testing, testing yourself, make sure your partners are always tested and, um, be open and be, it's okay to go to these parties and just watch. You don't always have to participate. Um, the pressure, you should never feel pressured, feel any pressure, feel free to leave you know, gather your things and leave. Um, well, I think that but, I would add that then to the the planning of group yeah. experiences too, is like, I mean, I ask this for folks in, in all situations. And this is something I talked about on my past podcast with Midori as well of like asking each other, like, how will we know if we're having a good time? Like, what will I be doing? What will you be doing? And also what will it look like if we're not okay and I think it's important to have it establish a check-in protocol of like, like if I'm not feeling consent. it. Yeah, what exactly. You're doing if is I'm not feeling it, and consent is extremely like I love consent. I love talking, having a sex talk. I love talking about what is the pause or slow down protocol. Like, is there going to be a non-verbal and a verbal for that? Like yellow and maybe a tap, or you know, what's the we got to stop. Something's not feeling right. What's that verbal and non-verbals? Because let's say maybe, you know, maybe you're into having your, your mouth covered. So you may not be able to say stop. I don't actually like to use the word stop because a lot of people say, oh, don't stop. So if you use the word stop, then people are going to stop. So yeah. make sure you, you know, establish a word like such as cut or, you know, things that are going to be out of the ordinary. That's going to make like people like, oh, what? Like, what did you say? They're going to automatically stop. So having those talks beforehand, actually, that's going to put you much more at ease. And also understanding in a passionate way, like if you don't like your, you know, you know, your face touched in a certain way, sometimes people are passionate. So, you know, it's okay to, you know, hey, you know, like let people know during and also talking during sex is very sexy. Like if you're feeling like if someone's doing something that you really like, let them know during sex, like that, that communication during sex, that's doesn't have to be like dirty talk. You know, I'd be like, Oh yeah. But like, it could be part of your dirty talk is just letting people know. And I really like how that feels. You Ooh, know, can you give an example doing that? Well, for instance, you know, like for women implicit eating and, and, you know, when we're getting kind of lingus, um, talk to your partner, not every woman, man, all genders, whatever, whoever you are having that um, intimate moment with uh, knows how to eat pussy or knows how to eat your pussy. Cause we're all different, right? Some 
Some like lighter licks, some like harder licks, some like a finger, some like a a clit uh, to be played with at the same time. Like personally, I love, oh God, I love multi-stimulation. So like, I'm going to let you know, like I like lighter sucks or licks on my clit and with like one or two fingers. It's almost a lot more gentle, like I'm probably opposite than what you see me in my films. (laughs) You know, but we're doing a dramatic effect. That's not for education. That's for entertainment. Right. So when you're in bed, you know, also don't expect your partner to do what I do on my films. Mm-hmm. Not all partners can squirt. And what I do in film is not what is a natural female ejaculation that you may see in bed. Right. So if you're expecting like this dramatic effect of like hitting the back wall. Right. <laughs> and you like to be peed on. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen. And also... To even, you know, not all, and I hate to say like women, like all women can, all women can. I think really what that comes up to, because I couldn't make myself naturally squirt until I got much older and much more confident with how everything of me works. And then all of a sudden I was creating uh, a custom for one of my fans on, you know, on our OnlyFans or whatever. And I made myself naturally squirt because I was just naturally turned on. I was super relaxed. You know, I, I'm really comfortable with obviously how my body functions and it just naturally. So then I took that to memory and now I can make that happen. Mm-hmm. But and like, not all partners are going to be able to make that happen for your, you know, that takes a lot of being comfortable and learning how your partner body's body works. Mm. Does that make sense? And that's yeah. going to take a lot of communication and a lot of being, uh, you know, and I always say that too, is it takes a lot of communication and comprehension. You got to have both when, I, when you're in the bedroom and any yeah. part of your life, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you say are some of the key things that have been different? Just going back to like the group experiences between like the group scenes that people are seeing in entertainment versus the group scenes you're having behind the scenes. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, the group scene behind the scenes. Well, first of all, we're not caring about camera angles. Yeah, the lighting isn't. <laughs> I love it. myself some off-camera sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, so you don't care if there's a wrinkle over here. You know, because think about it, like some of the positions and things. If you really look at it, we're doing it so that you guys, so the viewers, so the person that's paying for it, um, uh, is getting the best view of our goods you know, the goods and services mm-hmm. <laughs> in action. Um, and also for dramatic and entertainment effect. Yeah. So when the lights are off, you know, maybe there's a little bit more closeness. You don't have to open up for the camera and like do weird motions. You know, I'm not trying to do reverse cowgirl in my personal life. Like <laughs> unless there's a, an extra person in there, like that I can have eye contact with. It's not your thing. It's not my thing. Like, I'm like, I'm doing push-ups with my, I'm like, I'm doing dips with my arms. My, you know, just like, all right, dude. Like, I really feel like out of all the positions that we do, I feel like reverse cowgirl kind of can break the connection. Even in doggy, I can turn back and I feel like there's more of a connection in doggy mm-hmm. than what I do in a reverse cowgirl situation. So that's just not my personal thing. Yeah. Unless there's like a good three or four some going on. And the reason being is because I can look down and someone could be on my my clit um, while I'm getting fucked or maybe there's a DP action. So there's a lot of stimuli going on at the same time. If yeah. that makes any, yeah. Yeah, unless you're really into like looking at feet, and then I think you can feel connected because yes. you're yeah. uh, facing the, facing the feet. the feet. Yeah, <laughs> so you're like, I feel the most well, connected ever because there's those feet that I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think since we're since we're on this thing, I'm I'm loving hearing your like tips and experiences from your perspective. So. Yeah, another thing you. you've been another thing you've been nominated for is um, best double penetration. Um, yeah, yeah. Any tips for folks who are wanting to try DP? Yeah, I I actually DP is fun. I, I I'm I'm it really is, and the re, and and I can relax in a DP. I don't have like I just relax, and it's really the guys that are you know maneuvering my body, and they they see my comfortability. They're working together. I prefer, and if you're going if you're going into a DP, it's I think it's 
best to work with guys that a have worked together before and then are very comfortable doing DP because their body parts are going to touch. Yeah. And they also need to understand where they're putting, you know, the anchor into the, you know, the ass um, and the role of the, you know, the, the cock and the vagina, you know, like they got to understand it, how to work together. And then I can just sit back and relax and just enjoy the pleasure. You know, I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. So we have good, good team so players. I've got these two men that are pleasuring me. I'm like, it just, just makes me super excited. Um, I actually like it. I feel like it's even more comfortable than anal. I feel like with a like with anal, like you're just super concentrated about your asshole at the time. Like, you know, is everything okay? You know, uh, maybe it's, you know, a little tight at the moment, you know, always in the beginning is a little tight. I don't, I don't care what it is. It just, you know, yeah. takes a little time to warm it up. So, so when we were with, talking about DP for you, we're talking about two in the front hole, not one in the front, one in the back. Oh, or I'm both. doing one in the front and one in the back. Oh, got it. But you were saying it feels different than anal by itself because... Yeah, because like when it's anal by itself, you have nothing in the vag. So you're not like, mm. it's you're not getting like that overly stimulated. Like, so usually if I'm having yeah. anal, so it, I wouldn't it mind helps if they you relax me. and feel more pleasure. Yeah. 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 Just kind of like, what, what else am I going to do? I just basically... Like, a lot of stuff happening and it's best for me to relax because the more relaxed I am the more relaxed my um my anus is going to be relaxed my vag is going to be relaxed I'm going to be open to pleasure the guys are going to be able to do what they're going to need to do um but yeah sorry I didn't clarify that before DP to me is always one in the front one in the back but yes DP could also be two in the front could be two in the back yeah any hole you can find any hole Well, I'm curious though, have you, have you always felt pretty confident in being able to receive and also relax? Because as you're talking about it, like, is there, I'm curious if there's anything that has helped you to relax into your body or if you've always felt like you could relax into it. You know, it was something of learning over time. Um, you know, I, you know, this is, you know, I'm also 13 and a half years in almost 13 and a half years into this industry. And over time, I've I've done a lot of themes. Yeah. So I've learned how to, you know, relax my mind, relax my body. I'm also still a little nervous when I go in there because I just want my body to function properly and make sure I know my lines, if there's lines, you know, just typical things that any human would go through um, being on stage or being, you know, on set. Um, but even in my personal life, it's definitely helped just because <clears throat> I've gained a little bit more confidence, obviously, within my body, within myself. Uh, within my performance, understanding how my body works, understanding the um, extent of, you know, what feels good and where it may not feel good, understanding that. Um, I've had a lot of practice. Anything else that was helpful besides practice to help asking you feel people, more relaxed? Asking my friends in the industry, mm-hmm. asking questions of other professionals and doing my research on it, like learning, like to relaxing your jaw will help relax, you know, we're all interconnected. So like relaxing your jaw and relaxing your facial muscles will also help you relax your anus, like Mm. believe it or not. So no, that's true. That's true. For people who don't know, I don't want to say this incorrectly because it's a little bit beyond my scope of practice, but there's a lot of like fascial tissue um, and nerve, like vagus nerve things that connect like your jaw to your pelvic floor. And so if you're tensing your jaw here, exactly. Well, we'll help relax here. Um, Relaxing your mind, just, you know, doing all those things, breathing, just Mm -hmm. breathe. Like, Anal's great and, and warming up with your partner and learning that whole breathing, like breathing in and then relaxing and breathing out. That really, it's like breath work. Mm-hmm. And I do all those things, especially when it's a big fucking dip. I don't care how <laughs> much I've done. I'm going to breathe, breathe like, woo, okay, I'm going to, and just breathing in and out. I personally, and I don't, I don't prepare with too much toys. Mm-hmm. I personally do not like butt plugs. Um, and the reason being, I feel like when you're pulling, like to me, it's like, it's not really doing the trick to a quote unquote, stretch you out or get your asshole prepared for anal or DP or whatever. 
but I feel like it goes in and then it closes again. And so when you're pulling it back out, I feel like there's too much pull and I'm not trying to pull myself out. Does that make sense? Mm, so personally, yeah. what I use, I use a, I use a rose quartz wand. I also have a jade wand. So it's smaller on one end, bigger on the other. So I can, war- I can warm it up under hot water, which is going to warm up to my body tissues. I can slowly take it in from the smaller end and then switch it around and do it from the larger end. Mm. And it's easy and it's easy to clean. It's not porous. And it's just, I don't know, it's a lot more comfortable for me. How do you make sure you get a good grip on the wand if there's no base <laughs> so, that, so that it doesn't go up in there forever? to the end okay people all you need to do is just start warming up that walk like the end okay? i'm just imagining this like smooth <laughs> crystal that's really slippery yes, and it, just like whoa. i think the company okay so the company I, I'll, I'll give them a shout out too because i love them it's the yoni pleasure palace they're in australia actually and she, I think she actually makes them with like a little hooker handle yeah. on the end. I guess I'm just, you know, rolling the dice, but. Well, or you're, well, very, you're doing it very controlled. Yeah. And I also don't sit on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I go in different, like I'm usually on my side where I'm like controlling yeah. it more. I'm usually also filming myself or my fans, but. <laughs> well, you know, well, you don't want to waste a good angle. Yeah. Right. You know, it makes your butt look really good. Um <laughs> a lot of ways you can like warm up i think i gave you a really long explanation for that yeah. but you know no, you true. can you can warm up with toys you can you know if you've never done it before maybe take it light you know do some ass licking to maybe play with fingers you know or play with your own toys mm-hmm. if you have toys make sure you lube them up really well your 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 ass is not self-lubricating so and there's different tricks you can do with that too so yeah. And for listeners of the of the show, if you like really want to get some anal practice stuff, you can go back and listen to the episode with B Vibe or with Luna Matadas or Jessica Drake um, for a, yeah. a little, you know, more detailed anal prep stuff. But if you need that as your as your focus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots to go in it. Yeah. Well, on this on the subject of like doing your pleasure stuff for your fans. How do you decide if ever that you want your self-pleasure time to be just for you or if you want to have it be something for um, for your OnlyFans or for your for clients? Um, I have both. I actually set out time for both. I mean, I don't put it on my calendar or anything like that. But like, you know, I know I'm like in a morning person. So sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and start my day that way. <laughs> you know, that's for me. And then I set time away for work. And then I do like, you know, I, I'm not doing customs every single day and stuff like that. I mean, I, I like to set time away and do them in chunks. And so that's like work time. And that's when I'm doing that. And then I set a time away where I'm just doing it, you know, Skypes or the video calls and stuff like that, or my live shows. Most of the time I have is my free time for me. And I just happen to have a very high drive. So I guess I'm looking that way. Um, And of course, you know, like I think with anybody, you know, your hormones go up and down throughout the month. And so sometimes I'm a lot more, you know, excitable. And I take full advantage of that for work and for my own, you know, self-pleasure and Mm. fun. I mean, you have to take time for your own self-pleasure and enjoy yourself. I don't care what type of work you're doing, whether it is, you know, the adult work I'm doing. um, And I think it's also why I have really have never been too excited to work with my partner on my um, social or on my medias for that, or when I have had partners. Yeah. And it was just because that's my private time. And I kind of like to keep those. I do like have certain private areas of my life. And then I like mm-hmm. how, you know, because a lot of my life is whether it's public social media, safe for work stuff, or it's the not safe for work, you know? Right. So I think it's important to have a nice balance in between both of those things. Yeah. Anything that helps you decide like which stays just private versus what you're sharing? Just, I really go with what, you know, my intuition, what my heart says, you know, like, yeah. you know, I don't want to, sh- you know, I'm fine with sharing like safer work things with like, if I had a, well, I'm single now, but like if I had a partner or, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm yeah. cool with like posting stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to our sex and stuff, I think that we would, you know, as I feel right now, I would like to keep those things private because like I said, I really enjoy my off-camera sex. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I do. And 
work is work. And, you know, I'm also the type of person that I'm not a big monogamous person. Not that I haven't had monogamous relationships. And I also like, it's also not that I'm not, I'm not against them either. It's just, I found what works for me is having a variety of, um, you know, people in my life, because I feel like they provide me with different things and different, you know, different interests that I have to make me as a whole person. Yeah. Slutty scholars, here are some awesome discounts from our sponsors to you. Remember, the more you support them, the more you support the podcast. I am loving fall weather and something about fall and holiday times makes me want to cook, but I often get overwhelmed with cooking since I'm not much of a chef. But luckily, I have Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company, and they make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. They offer a wide range of recipes to suit your preferences. Go to greenchef.com slash 60S&S and use code 60S&S to get 60% off plus free shipping. The link is also in the episode's description. They have delicious, nutritionist-approved recipes that feature clean ingredients with no artificial colors, sweeteners, high-fructose corn syrup, and limited added sugar. They have over 80 tasty weekly options to choose from just this October, like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, harissa apricot chicken, maple butternut squash risotto. Uh, Recently, I had to go gluten-free to help with some health issues, and Green Chef has some great, flavorful, gluten-free options that I have been loving. So, Go get your own meals at greenchef.com slash 60S&S and use code 60SANDS, 60S&S, to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 60S&S and use code 60S&S to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. In this episode, we talk a lot about filling your holes. So while your mouth hole is full from Green Chef, our sponsors have some other options to fill you up. Right now, Iroha is offering our listeners 10% off with promo code S&S. Just go to sluttyscholars.com and click Iroha. In this episode, we talk about making time to warm yourself up and enjoy your body, and Iroha is a perfect accountability company to do just that. Iroha is created by women to help everyone redefine pleasure. Inspired by the idea of treating oneself to a luxurious facial or indulging in a relaxing bath, Iroha believes that it is essential to prioritize the pleasure that our bodies desire as an essential part of self-care. The Iroha Mai uses some really cool technology that can be found in game controllers called Haptic Wave. Um, The Haptic Wave technology basically allows their toys and tools to create 10 unique vibration patterns based on sounds and rhythms from everyday life. Let me tell you, I've been enjoying it myself. So you can experience more dynamic vibrations and you can really feel them throughout your body to find pleasure that truly resonates with you. And right now, Iroha is offering listeners 10% off with promo code S-A-N-D-S, S-A-N-D-S. Just go to sluttyscholars.com and click on Iroha. That is Iroha, I-R-O-H-A at sluttyscholars.com. Sluttyscholars.com, click on Iroha's link and use code S-A-N-D-S to get 10% off. The link is also in the episode's description. And if you order now through November 8th, you'll even get a free Iroha Petite. And... There's more. If you are ready to use Iroha Mai with somebody, but don't have that somebody yet, or want to cook with somebody, but don't have that somebody yet, check out the Fleur app. Let's dive into the world of modern dating, shall we? We've all been there, dealing with boring conversations, disrespectful behavior, and stifling judgments. But who says we have to settle for that in our love lives? What if I told you there's a place where your deepest desires and wildest fantasies become reality, whether you're seeking something long-term or a little more casual? Choose your goal. Marriage with an anime lover? Here you go. BDSM play with a hot couple? No problem. Sexting the night away with an adventurer from the other side of the world? Our pleasure. 
Welcome to the tantalizing realm of Fleur app, where there are no boundaries on your desires, where like-minded, open-hearted individuals gather, and where it's all about exploring safely and shamelessly. Fleur app is where your boldest fantasies come to life. Dating here isn't about tedious swiping, it's a thrilling game. Want to skip the small talk and dive straight into something intriguing? Try the Fleur Sparks game. You play cards with your match and answer the questions. Some of them are very spicy. I tried it myself and let me tell you, it was very enticing and absolutely free. So, are you ready to add some spice into your dating life? Download Fleur app and give online dating a twist. Hundreds of people who share your vibe are already there waiting to chat with you. Imagine, in a couple of hours, you'll be having incredible chats. Say hello to a sleepless night. To get more information about the app, go to their website at fleur.com, F-L-U-R-E.com, and the app is available on the App Store and Google Play. I recently downloaded it, and I'm already having a great time. That's fleur.com. Now, back to the episode. I mean, we're talking about some specific tips for like certain kinds of uh, fun, and in general, in your experience, for you, what do you feel like makes great sex? Like what, what do you think like it takes to have great sex? Um, I think my, 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 you know, I can only say from my own personal experience, because my sex has definitely gotten better and that, you know, that's not because of what I've done on camera. It's just because of yeah. what I've personally worked on as an, as an individual. And I yeah. think what makes really great sex is, um, Really knowing yourself, Agreed. knowing what makes you happy and knowing what does please you and masturbating, getting a mirror out, mm-hmm. trying new things. Don't, you know, be exploring. Have set, even if you're in a relationship, set time aside for yourself to yeah. do some self exploration, you know, mm-hmm. figure out maybe you, you know, there's new kinks I find out about myself all the time because it's yeah. like self exploration. Like, Ooh, I really kind of like that with me. We yeah. dive a little bit more into that. And then, you know, luckily with me, sometimes if I find like this little self-exploration thing to make it even more like safe and more fun to explore with various people, I might try to right. pl- like put that in a scene. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. explore there too. Yeah. Um, because I am a person that obviously likes to be watched and also love to be watched. Like, You're to like, oh, watch. uh, a, fan, a fan requested this. Just want to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's really <laughs> interesting. Or sometimes like, you know, and that's another thing too, is, you know, I do a lot of customs and stuff like that. And I do different fetishes. Doesn't mean I'm into every single fetishes, but it does. I think what it does but for But then you're me, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes now I'm I like, like that oh, too. Added to the list. <laughs> I got, that really kind of fucking tickled my fancy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, what I also do like about the, what I do for a living and be able to like kind of dive into different people's pleasures and, it's it's just there is so much out there and it's so cool for me to be able to orchestrate and make these little fantasies come true for people and knowing that they're getting off on it. I guess that's where I get off my pleasure, but it's like it's mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And there is so much for everybody out there. It is just it's a wild world. Yeah. If you can think <laughs> of it, someone's out there also into it doing it. I yeah. mean I think for, I'd love to hear if you have any ads to it, but for me, I think what makes great sex is attunement. Attunement, meaning like yes. really being present with somebody. I think sometimes when people are trying to improve their sex stuff, they can get caught up in this like top 10 tips and tricks to make your whatever squirt or like top 10 blowjob tips. And like, yes, it's good to have the knowledge as a foundation of like what are some ways you can move what are some ways you can touch what are some ways you can lick what are some ways you can ride like all these things and if someone's sort of treating me like a playbook where they're like okay i I figured it out right if i do this and touch here and grab here like this is going to result in that and they kind of treat everyone that same way i don't usually enjoy it like i'd rather someone I mean, I'd rather them have both ideally, but I'd rather someone who like didn't have all the tips and tricks and whatever, but was just really like attuned to me and my body and like being present and listening, being responsive um, and really like watching my breath, watching my movements. Like to me, that's what makes great sex. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have to have that. And I think that it's like part of the whole foreplay and like, 
Yeah. You know, that beginning part of, if, you know, if they're present at that moment, they're going to be present throughout. They're going to take time. And I think it's just their excitement about exploring you or at least, or like at least exploration when there's someone's like that with me. I'm like, oh, wow, this person really wants to dive into my body. This is fucking hot. Let's prolong this as long as we can. You know, let's enjoy this and take our time and, you know, have multiple orgasms throughout this entire experience. And men can have multiple orgasms as well. You know, yes. Um, okay. Say I, I have some experience with this, but say more about that. Cause a lot of people <laughs> with penises think that it's like a one and done. And then say, they roll over and it's like, no, you've got to really kind of, you know, work. Yeah. Say, know, say more about that. I'm not a, like, I'm not a doctor. Again, that's probably out of my scope to have explain. I don't know how to explain how that happens, but I know I've been with people and, you know, even the rest of tightly doesn't mean you have to stop pleasuring the woman. Like, continue down the path and like enjoy the touch and then you know be connected and I love eye contact and you know and especially eye contact during kissing and (laughs) well I would say for folks who are wondering about the the multi-orgasmic stuff like first it depends how you define an orgasm right so for some people they're thinking of like the genital ejaculation orgasm but important to remember that orgasm and ejaculation are separate body experiences. Mm -hmm. So you can have an orgasm without ejaculation. You can have ejaculation without an orgasm and people can have orgasmic experiences throughout their whole body and more of like an energy tantra thing. So multi-orgasms and diverse orgasms are possible for all bodies. Um, Mm -hmm. And in terms of the, you know, maybe more genital orgasm, that can depend on somebody's like refractory period, meaning how long they need in between. In between, yeah. But as you said, ejaculation or orgasm for someone with a penis doesn't mean that the experience has to end. But I think that takes a person who knows how to get back into their body and mm-hmm. stay in their body. Cause a lot of people yeah. after they come, they just like get back in their head. Yeah. And, and it's like over. Yeah. And like, so <laughs> I think it's going on. <laughs> exactly. And so it's, you know, if that's your style and your partner's okay with that, fine. And there's ways to kind of practice being like, how do I get back into my body and get back to being present, which yeah. is going to take practice. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah practice and practice and practice it's fine yeah. practicing at least <laughs> yeah okay so you you've been practicing in the industry for for what did you say 13 years yeah yeah so july t- um 2010 is when i started in the adult industry and i've yeah. been going since so uh, how has it been for you and what are some of the main ways you've seen the industry change in the time you've been in it because since you started we've got cam sites we've got fan sites like lots oh, of different yeah. things like what are some changes you've seen which ones do you kind of like and feel like have been good for the industry and which ones are you like oh, i miss those days <laughs> well every, a lot of things have changed i mean i started in miami and shoot i was getting paid cash in the beginning i don't think i don't know if that was the same on the west coast but you know miami Florida does our own thing sometimes. Um, we also had 30 day testing where now our standard sta- um, industry standard is 14 days. And what I mean by testing, for those that don't know, we get our blood tested, we have two swabs, we're being in cups, we, you know, we check for, you know, a lot of different things. And we do that every 14 days. And actually, sometimes that's shortened by the um, vacations or weekends or holidays. Mm-hmm. So we're always on top of um, our health in that way. Um, Let's see the camming. I got in when camming was just started. In fact, I remember getting paid $20 an hour because I thought, oh, okay, we're just going to throw this up here. I was like bankrupt secondary or something. And then they started introducing tips and, you know, all these different things and realized what, how much the models could really take. And they were like, oh, we could let the models take this and we'll just end up taking a percentage of it. So then it was like, okay, let's shop around to who's going to give me the best percentage. You know, I'm trying to make the 90% of of what I'm putting out there, not like, you know, give away so much. Yeah. Um, and then with camming that became so popular and then start, you know, the selling of our own content. So now you're really, it used to be, you know, you had to shoot and take shoots and, um, you know, you were really relying on your popularity, getting it from, you know, the production companies that were out there, all the mainstream or the popular yeah. sites, right. Getting shot for those, 
sites regularly was what I think a lot of people used to rely on. And then with the onset of camming and producing our own content and and then, you know, the bang of OnlyFans, which actually was really built for adult, you know, sex work um, way back in the day. Um, that just really, you know, with things happening, really put a lot of power back into our hands, like tremendously. So now, you know, now we're mostly, you know, creating our own content. I like creating our own content. I like creating my content and I still like shooting for mainstream. Some people have like have taken it fully on where they're just shooting their own content for their own sites. Um, and some, I think most people are, have, are now kind of doing both. I don't know of anybody that's just shooting for Maine and doesn't shoot their own content. Mm-hmm. You know, that might've been a few years ago, but I don't know so much now. Yeah. So um, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a power shift, you know, um, People are a lot more selective uh, with what they want their brands to look like. So they're more selective in the shoots they want to, you know, choose for themselves. Maybe they aren't into the milfy roles. Maybe they don't want that uh, persona with their brand. Maybe they want a different persona or however that is. You know, I mean, it's really now we have the ability to shape our career any way we want, Mm -hmm. which is really beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) So it sounds sounds like you could be more choosy there's more opportunities than there were to like grow your and expand your you know your income but also your brand um Mm -hmm. and that there's just like more power for the performers now oh yeah and it's having more power for the performers you know what i mean because now you know to get us we know what we make per day so you know it helps us set rates it helps us you know, stick to our boundaries. It helps people, you know, make decisions, you know, because you know that you can get on cam, you know, you can, there's so many avenues now to make income in the adult industry. It's wild. Mm -hmm. It's wild where, you know, when I first got in, you know, there was, it was very still selective. So it's really cool to see that grow. With that, you know, on the opposite as you know, which I think is great. I think that's like my favorite part is the power that's put into our hands. The more autonomy we can have, the better it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with that, it has also invited a lot more people into the industry on these creator sites where you know they've never stepped foot on a mainstream, you know. So, you know, put marrying these people together with like making sure that you know, testing the consent, the boundaries. Mm-hmm. you know, that are all in the play. You can't just be a person and be like, do you know how many people write my email? Be like, hey, I'm a guy on OnlyFans. I have a POV site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. We all have a phone, dude. Um, yeah. I have a POV site too. Like, yeah. So... <laughs> Same. We all have a POV site. So with that, and, and, and I'm not just like, like, I'm not just saying just with yeah. creators or this. I, I mean, just... Yeah, but I, I hear board, that if you, if you haven't a, had to like work in community dynamics and mainstream people are coming at it with a different expectation of like what is industry standard that sometimes doesn't meet the criteria that feels comfortable for you yeah comfortable and safe and so and 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 to me you know the the, you know you want to be comfortable and safe on every single set and so when people ask me you know like for new creators and and different like that i'm like you know, if I'm working with someone brand new, which I'm totally open to, um, you know, to an extent, I also like to see what their page looks like, who they worked with. Like, I, I kind of, like, I'm, I'm doing my research. I'm not going to just work with anybody, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in any bad way. It's just that this is business, right? Um, but if it is a newer person I've never worked for, whether it was, you know, never worked with on a mainstream set or anything like that, um, my business partner, Joe, I usually have, he handles paperwork. Um, whether I'm going to that set or they're coming to my set, Joe's around. He's not going to be on set when we're performing, but he's nearby in a room doing paperwork, making sure if, if we need help, or he could also be the camera piece, then my camera person, because I, he also knows that professionally. He does the editing. He's yeah. just nearby. Um, I just have that as a safety check. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a person nearby, whether they're, they are in another room, um, it kind of puts a little bit more, you know, professional balance in there. Yeah. And no one's ever had a problem with that. But again, uh, if we're doing a, a more realistic, we're using phones, uh, you know, obviously Joe does need to be in the room. You know, if we want more professional shoot, Joe can shoot it. I have 
other camera people that are, that are able to shoot it. Yeah. Also, what I've done is I put a BTS camera up that just stays running the entire time, which we can use the content from because BTS is a big thing. Also, if a situation were to arise, that BTS camera catches everything and it stays running mm-hmm. so that we can say, okay, the situation arose. Now this is how we're addressing it. And then we have uh, a video evidence of all of that. And we also make sure before, um, you know, you go over your boundaries, make sure, you know, everything, make sure you check your tests and everybody is up to date. And if your partner, your scene partner that day requires a 72 or 24 hour test, I'm fine with it. I'm like, I'm rather have that person feel comfortable while they're on set with me than to feel like, you know, everybody's health is different. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, be, you know, and also on the other sort of respect of that, if someone doesn't want to do that testing, I guess, you know, don't shoot and then don't shoot with them. You don't have to change your boundaries of your testing or this or that because the other person, but make sure you discuss that before you're on set. It's a little bit more comfortable that way. Yeah. You know, you're- sometimes I think people, um, Maybe it's, you know, I, I get it. I, people are not everybody likes confrontation. I hate confrontation, but, you know, you know, it, it's easier to discuss, you know, your testing requirements, what you're expecting, all that, et cetera, paperwork and stuff a little bit mm-hmm. before. It's just easier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've been talking about testing what's currently required on the 14 day test and um, how much is it costing out of pocket? Because I know that can be a, a barrier to entry for some folks is, is, um, you have to pay uh, for that quick turnaround and, and that testing. And, and that can add up. I believe yesterday, I think I paid $205. And we do that every, let's say, like every 14 days. Yeah. So you have to be um, making a certain amount to kind of afford staying staying in that. Yeah. And that's the thing I think like people sometimes now may be waiting until they actually have a bunch of shoots set up to, you know, take advantage of why they're tested while they're tested right. versus just staying tested. Right. I'm still in the mindset of just staying tested. I mean, I might go a weekend, but I'm not seeing anybody on that weekend. So it's, that yeah. might be something. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's obviously HIV, there's gonorrhea, there's chlamydia, there is syphilis. And we just recent, because um, we have a pass system, and we just recently um, asked everybody, I think it was just like a standard industry standard conversation about mm-hmm. engine. And I think like more education needs to be put out on MGen with people talking to the gynecologist and talking to their, their actual doctors as well when it comes to that. Mm, can you um, say more about MGen? Um, well, I just discussed that with like my gynecologist and stuff. Cause I just come up with like people, you know, during content with it have requested that. And I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, that's a new test. So let me check it out. Yeah. So I got swabbed in my throat, swabbed in my booty, yeah. which looks for get it, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and then you pee in the cup, which they also check out every, everything there. They can check MGen by your urine. Um, MGen is like usually like, from what my gynecologist explained to me, it's like an overgrowth, overgrowth of bacteria. Again, I'm not a medical professional, so please yeah. <laughs> go ask your doctor. The only thing with that is that that can like waver in between, you know, how well you take care of yourself. If you're using toys, you can have an overgrowth of bacteria. Make sure you're talking to your gynecologist. Mine said, you know, if you're really going to test for that, you know, they only really test for it whenever you actually have symptoms, not when you're asymptomatic because your body should be able to take care of that effect in yeah. infection and that you really shouldn't be taking, you know, antibiotics when you're asymptomatic because I guess your body's supposed to take care of it. I just, I just wish that like know. general testing for the general public included what uh, industry standard is <laughs> because yeah. I, I think, yeah, I just imagine. I always like laugh like places don't like, often dirty whore for being in this industry. And I'm like, I know my stats. Yeah. Way more <laughs> yeah, than a know, lot of other people on. who just go to a regular testing place where they don't usually do swabs. They don't test for a lot of things. You often have to like be very clear and know exactly what you want to ask for to get. So like people in the industry have a, a higher health standard in a lot of ways than your, your general, <laughs> general public. Yeah. So I tested yesterday. I got my results, I think, around midnight. So you get them within about 24 hours. Yeah, and it's so cool to have it of the go test. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting like, that's all the stuff that we're getting checked for. So yeah. a whole long list. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I like, I mean, it's, it's, I hate needles. <laughs> I mm. go in there. I have like my, 
I'm doing like Lamaze and they're like, you've been doing this for so long and I'm like, I'll never yeah. get used to it. Yeah. But it's keeping um, not only myself safe, but I'm keeping my colleagues safe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, keeping a safe environment, again, is going to equate to better sex because if you're being in a safe environment and you're feeling confident and you've done, gone through your consent, you can relax, you know, which allows you to be present allows your sensory, um, your sensory within your skin, your sense of smell, taste, all of that just yeah. to open up and just allows you to really kind of dive into what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And last couple of questions before we start to wrap up. Um, one is, I'm curious. So you, you've won MILF awards in, in <laughs> multiple organizations. Um, how do you feel about this like trope uh, that when women in the industry start to get older, they automatically kind of get characterized into this MILF category? Do you feel like you like it? You're into it? You've embraced the MILF? Or do you have feelings about how we can kind of typecast um, <laughs> women getting older in the industry? Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely made a great career for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I definitely embraced it that I, you know, because I realized, Oh, this is a hot topic. This is a high click. Um, yeah. it's a niche. Let me capitalize on it. So for me, it was a complete yeah. business move that made sense. Yeah. Um, how, you know, but after a while I was like, Fuck, can I just be a doctor? Can I just be a teacher or whatever this, because it's the older, younger dynamic, the college, young man or college young woman and stuff like that. Uh, you know, just that younger, older dynamic. Like I'm attracted to older men. So I get mm. it, you know? Yeah. Um, like you don't just have to be a mom. You could be the, the wise doctor. The, and the, the neighbor next door, whatever. So I got yeah. to a point where I was like requesting that to be just, you know, milf roles. Yeah. You know, Hey, I could be, you know, Eon Flux. I could like play as an assassin somewhere, you know, yeah. filling up the dicks. But um, yeah, <laughs> just whatever. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like upside is it's been like a, a cash cow money maker. It's been good yeah. for business, and sometimes it feels a little bit like uh, limiting. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but it, like, and also just, and this is where you know, and you don't, you can put your foot down as as you're getting. You know, it, it's funny. Like if you have big tits and you get older, you're automatically like, now I'm like, mommy, getting this now cougar. you're mommy. Yeah, now I'm getting all the cougar roles and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm cougar now. Fine. Mm. Um, but you know, it's all fun. It's, it's all fantasy. And if it's, you know, it's, it's business, it's all clicks. It doesn't mean it's not my particular fantasy. I'm getting paid to, uh, put on a product. And so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'm going to find little things about that. Um, that scene that will, you know, so I can have fun and enjoyment and pleasure within that scene, you know, yeah. and everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to like yuck anybody's yum. And obviously if you like being mommy or you like, uh, you know, watching MILF stuff, like good on you. Great. There's a lot of content out there for <laughs> yes. you. And I think, you know, because some people don't get comprehensive sex education, unfortunately, um, I think they look to that and, and this sort of like typecasting can get sort of pushed out into the general public of like, if you're someone who's getting older, you can only be viewed erotically in these certain ways. Yeah, and yeah. I just don't want to like limit, you know, anybody. And I want people to feel like they can have pleasurable sexuality across the lifespan and they don't have to be mom or doctor or whatever. They can just be like person who's still hot as fuck who likes to have yes, sex. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's how I find myself. And that's how I was, you know, I've never internalized being, you know, you know, milfy or any of that. I just internalize yeah. that. Like, as I get older, I feel hotter. I, yeah. You know, I feel like, and I think that comes with like, as you get older, you become more confident and the way you're, you, you know, your mindset grows and your experiences yeah. just is going to expand you as a human being. So, you know, I just, yeah, I like yeah. being the, the older, hotter lady. I'm cool with that. <laughs> and the la last question before we wrap up is, um, obviously I created this podcast because people still have a lot of shame and judgment and stigma around sexuality, but especially folks who, you know, do adult work and, and that's changing. And the people who listen to this podcast are, are challenging those norms. And it sounds like adult has been just such like a, um, a great thing for your life. And so coming from kind of the air force and then other nine to five experiences, how would you say that being in porn, being an adult has changed your life for the better? You know, I, I've said this before and I will continue to say it. It's actually really helped me empower myself. 
mm-hmm. as uh, as a female, as a woman. It's really, really um, empowered me in many ways. It really helped me find a voice, whether I'm saying yes or I'm saying no, or I want business moves to happen, or it's you know I have to do any type of public speaking or this mm-hmm. or that. It's it's helped me in so many ways and it's expanded me as a human being. It's made me an entrepreneur. I have now several businesses. The autonomy over my own time helps me manage stress mm-hmm. of either just a daily human life yeah. or, you know, stress from all the work I decided to take on. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's improved my life in so many ways. Like, in ways that I never imagined 13 years ago when I decided to become Alexis Fox, mm-hmm. you know, and take on that character as an additional persona. You know, I guess it's kind of true in some ways that we create like this character and allow us to expand in those ways. And I guess for me, knowing that I, I guess in a way I have done that and I provided for myself in ways that I never thought I would be able to provide. And I now I'm internally happy and I, you know, I've purchased a house. I've paid off my student loans. I, you know, I take care of all my bills. I take care of my friends, my family. And to me, that is, that is accomplishment. And, and I, I just look at, you know, everything else I do beyond this is just cherry on cherries and more, you know, whipped cream on top of this beautiful cake. And yeah. I'm just going to continue to be a better person than I was yesterday. That's my only goal, really. (laughs) That's awesome. And again, for listeners, I've said this on the podcast so many times, but being an adult is also a job. Um, And with any job, sometimes there's hard things. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you don't want to work. And um, I asked this question with the acknowledgement of like, let's make sure people know that being in any kind of sex work can be empowering and great and wonderful and autonomy and, and all the things. And that doesn't mean that you like every part of your job at every moment of every day. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, there's, there's sometimes, like, any, like you know, any job. Yeah. Sometimes I don't feel good. Sometimes I yeah. have my period. Let's yeah. like, I mean, not to be TMI, but like, sometimes I'm like, oh shit, my period came a little early and now I have a scene. This is not going to be super comfortable today. You know, I'm I'm not only can be a little bit uncomfortable and, you know, obviously uh, create discomfort. Mm -hmm. Um, but also now I have that additional thing. I've got to think on my mind, Oh my God, what if I bleed? What if I do this? You know, all those things. Mm -hmm. Cause just because I have my period doesn't mean I call out. It doesn't. Oh yeah. What do you, what do you use for it? Do you use like a sponge or a cup or a, yeah, I use a sponge. I feel like the cup might get banged out. I'm too scared to use the cup. And then um, it all so just use, blows, right? Yes. It's just like a waterfall of everything in the cup. Oh my goodness. And, but I'm also, you know, because I built a brand and now we're also at a point where like I'm contracted. So I'm not, you know, working, you know, oh, I don't, I, I choose the dates that I work. And yeah. so what I've learned is I just and- try my best to work around, like I have my period trapped. So I try to work around that week. And I can I can deserve a week off. And a week off, I take off. I kind of do housework and take care of myself, do a lot of me things, create my little spa treatments. Because that's, you know, that's the time to do it, right? And, and I punish myself. Have you been asked to do any mainstream period porn or does that feel more like niche? Because I want to like normalize period sex. But... Oh yeah, period sex feels good. It helps you know, like with your cramps. At least that's what I yeah. think. Yeah, <laughs> so like... You don't have to not, but I know that sometimes... This is the thing. I think it's the orgasms. I think... So. I don't know. And again, I'm not a medical person whatsoever. Please well, correct me. And I would be interested to know. Yeah. But my body experience is that... And sometimes I do, Matt, like... Because again, I'm not... I, I I would I do period sex with like a regular person that I'm comfortable with because I am a bleeder. I haven't done period sex for porn or any content. Mm. Um... But when I've had partners or you know, living the single life, I will make myself orgasm during my period, especially in the beginning because of the cramps. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not insert or do penetration. It just depends on the bleeding at that moment in time. I also have my splash blanket blankets mm-hmm. so that I can soak it up if I do make a mess. Yeah. Um, and uh, it just really helps. It, it's, yeah. To me, I'd rather do that than take Midol if I don't have to take Midol. Or yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm a big pro- proponent of that. Yeah. <laughs> but for work, because you know, we we may be, you know, getting, you know, I think like 
it's just a different type of sex. It's not, you know, we're not, it's not like just closed off. Yeah. Everything's going to show. Yes. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing about all the sex things. Um, how can people follow you, join your communities, watch your stuff? Where's the best way for people to to get in touch? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for um, coming on. Thanks. You can have me on, or uh, you can follow me on Instagram as Alexis Fox Live. Look for the blue check mark. Um, they haven't taken you down yet. <laughs> Well, yeah, once, and then I paid to get it fixed, and I just recently also paid uh, to get off shadow bands, and you know, it's it's so fun. Instagram is so tricky. It's, it, yeah. I feel like I follow all the rules, and it doesn't matter. You know, it's just I get, I get, you know, if anything, I get yeah. flagged because of my name, not because of my content. I mean, yeah, legit, go look at my Instagram. I'm gonna be like, are you? She does adult yeah, work. Yeah, they they're out for <laughs> they're out for blood for anyone. Yeah, it's so sexuality. funny. Um. You can also follow me on Twitter where we get a little bit more crazier and that's Alexis Fox. And if you want to get to my spicy stuff, you can subscribe to my foxfans.com, which leads you to OnlyFans and we can get to know each other a little bit more intimately there. Awesome, Alexis. Well, thank you so much for joining. Again, <laughs> listeners, if you want to follow what I'm doing, I'm on Instagram trying to knock it shadow banned at Sluts and Scholars, uh, sometimes on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, but you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts uh, or at slutsandscholars.com. Please, please rate and review. It helps keep the podcast going as well as check out those advertiser discounts. Alexis, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sluts and Scholars, a podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. Sluts and Scholars is a podcast produced by Sluts and Scholars Media, LLC. It is a shame-free educational podcast made for your entertainment and informational desires only. The podcast, any opinions we share, and any resources, including social media and emails from us, are not therapy, medical care, or professional advice, and do not create a patient-client relationship. None of the information, opinions, suggestions, resources, or exercises mentioned in this podcast should be used without clearance from your healthcare provider. All opinions, information, and ideas expressed by the guests are solely their own. If you need emergency mental health or medical help, please call 911 or 988 or go to your nearest emergency center. We hope you enjoy the show.